Here you go, boys. Say, you both look like you've got a furfy or two to tell. G'day, everybody, and welcome to Crackin' Furfies, the podcast where we crack furfies over some cold ones. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me along the bar are my good mates, Ash, Dan, and Tom. Boys, how are we going? And uh, yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just cop it, so... Uh, far away. <laughs> um, sorry, I was just checking. Are we actually recording now, or <laughs> we are? We're in light flashing. Yeah, I've got my uh, my device recording our voices, uh, which I didn't last time, so we wasted five minutes. So I, I I really do want to apologise for that. I know Ash is um on a, on a tight schedule. He's got to fly off to somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Why? No, off to I'm sleep, already man. here. I'm I'm in Mekathara. It's well. I was just gonna say it is very hot, but it's actually just dropped like twenty degrees because it just started pissing down with rain. I was out there getting rained on. I was like, I'm actually cold. This is weird. Yeah, here in South Australia, it's like nice and hot. I was sweating my tits off today. It's been quite humid up here in Adelaide, so Mm. Uh, it's been it's been over forty degrees every day I've been here so far. Oh, disgusting! Disgusting. That's a win. Probably not going to change. I did think I saw over 50 degrees recorded in like Marble Bar or somewhere ridiculous in the outback like that. How, how has it been up there, Ash? We haven't talked since you moved um, back up yeah, there. Yeah. Back to Perth. How is the prison camp? <laughs> <laughs> well, the yeah, I've, I did another quarantine. This time it was home quarantine so I could get into WA. Thanks, Mark McGowan. Um, Thank you, Mark. I got out of quarantine, all good, and then I, after not very long, came up to here. I'm currently doing FIFO work up in Mekathara and the mines up here, and I'm basically, I'm two and one, so every two weeks is basically another quarantine because you can't do anything up here. Mm. Does FIFO stand for fist in, fist out? Yeah, that's what they do to you when you work there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty good. Pretty good. That's beautiful. That's what the that's what they Jealous. say the swings are. What your swings are, it's just how <laughs> hard they swing it at you. At least it comes out though. It's not just fist in. Like, what do you do otherwise? It's just uh, oh, well, you're just stuck. Workshops have got a lot of lube, you know, a lot of that's, grease. That's the worst kind of hokey pokey. Is when you just you put the fist in and it never comes back out. <laughs> you put one fist in. You put oh no, it's stuck. <laughs> uh, hey Dan. Um, <laughs> can you can you unpour your beer into your can and then re-pour it, please? So uh, Dan had a had a nice uh, bacon flavored beer, which he tried from Barossa Valley Brewing. I can't believe it's not bacon. Lampooning your lips from the first swig, this porker has more mystique than flying swine. Stuffed with malt smoked by local prize-winning producer Steinies. This finely crafted local collaboration is a truly unique, full-flavored brew of peaty bacon, bacony wonderment. A gold medal winner at the Australian International Beer Awards in 2021. This little piggy will expand your beer horizon, says the can. Um, it's not bad. It tastes like cheese and bacon shapes. Um, I don't mind it. That just it makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> it's definitely expanded my beer horizons. So this is a this is a gold winning beverage, gold medal winning beverage right here. 
We were saying before that, like, the idea of a bacon-flavoured beer sounds mm. disgusting. Um, I really like bacon, but Ash was saying that it was overrated. I don't know. I don't yeah, know right. if bacon is overrated. I think that people talk, like, I am vegetarian, but I do like the taste of meat. I'm not, like, one of those people that thinks that meat's gross. Meat's fine. I like meat. People talk about bacon like it's the best food on the planet, and I'm like, it's okay. Bacon is fine. That's as far as I would go. I wouldn't even say it's amazing. It's just all right. Yeah. Got a nice salty flavour to it, but like... Eh. Like, I remove... It in 2010. I remove bacon from my breakfast to have like roast... Well, roast, uh, cook, like fried mushrooms and tomato. Because I like that more. If you cry in it, it's basically the same flavour as bacon. You get the same <laughs> salt content, it's fine. Yeah, true. Just it's lick your cheeks. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's confirmed knowledge. That's why he's so mean to people. He just licks up their tears. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get off the bacon. Also, just licking I don't know tears. if any of you guys saw, but I just made a meme of Drew and put it in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, About was... his failure to oh. press record at the start of the podcast. It's been... That's why I was <laughs> laughing so hard just before. You were pretty quick on that too, like, you know, just uh, whipping I... up that in Photoshop before. Uh... <laughs> Finished it like two minutes before I sent it and I was going to make like more of them, but I was like, nah, this is taking too much of my attention away from the podcast. <laughs> I wasn't listening to anything anyone was saying. That's all Ash is a meme connoisseur. Like if he has good subject matter, he can he can make wonders happen. <laughs> If you can't sleep tonight, just uh, stay up and make heaps of memes and just send them to me periodically, maybe every two hours. Just like I get a buzz (laughs) on my phone, like, fuck, it's Ash again with a meme paying me out. Oh, you've just given me a brilliant idea. Go for it. Except it'll be every half an hour. You won't be sleeping. (laughs) Ash is going to make his memes NFTs. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'll I'll buy that meme off you, Ash. That's quite a funny meme. I'm going to buy the NFTs to them. How do we feel about (laughs) NFTs? Anyone... uh, um, wild NFT. about the idea? <laughs> Anyone made a million uh, bucks yeah. off him yet or what? Okay, so one of my friends, <laughs> I'll get it up and I'll read it to you, recently sent me a thing of somebody explaining NFTs to someone else. I um, think I know the the meme that you're talking about and it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I got to scroll back a bit. Hold on. You guys can keep talking for a second. Oh, no, I found it, I found it. All right. So it's a Facebook thread where somebody said, "Can some? it must be in uh, like a, I don't know what it's called on Facebook, a group, not a channel. I was going to say <laughs> channel. Can somebody, for the love of God, explain to me what the actual fuck NFTs are and how they work? The first comment <laughs> replies, imagine you have a wife and your wife is getting drilled by everyone and you can't do shit. But you have the mar- marriage certificate. That's the NFT. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great analogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's pretty much what I think about NFTs. They're pointless. Mm. People can, if people enjoy them, they can buy them. I don't care, but I would never. I have seen people getting like a lot of negative um, connotations to it. Like I think people are trying to boycott people like Troy Baker because yeah, yeah, he, he was doing something. Like, I think I saw it posted on tw- uh, Twitter or Instagram yeah. or something like that. I think I saw the same thing last night. 
and they were ripping shreds off him for being a part of it. And it's like, well, I mean, people still got to make money. Like, it's not how I would like to do it, I but it was, I think it was a specific company he invested in because they also had a program where they were trying to like develop like synthetic voice to replace voice voice actors. And a lot of people were kind of like saying, you're investing in something that's going to like greatly harm your industry. Mm. Nah, I man, mean, because it'll all just be stuff. him. He's just trying to take <laughs> over the whole voice acting. Well, he already that, is all of voice acting. He doesn't yeah. need to do that. Yeah, It's interesting it's because like, I, I listened to a, a podcast he was on sort of explaining his side of the story and um, it, it sounds like he just so, sort of wants to try and embrace new technology so artists can actually use um, voices to help create games. Like, you know, a lot of video game developers, they don't have the budget to like bring in voice actors and voice the whole scripts and stuff like that. But with like, um, say like a technology where you can just put a speech to text or, or text to speech, sorry, you'll be able to actually voice things that previously you wouldn't have the budget to voice. And like even like people like me, I've, I've used tools before where I can put text to speech and, um, you know, use it in different ways for our podcast. And I think he was viewing it like that. He wasn't necessarily like thinking about like the NFTs and how it negatively affects, um, you know, different artists and stuff. But he also made a point that, you know, just because it might hurt, say, him for like, you know, being a voice actor, there's lots of like industries that, that have had to move with the times, like, you know, like Spotify coming into the picture and whether it was iTunes and that for the music industry, you know, you just got to, got to move with the times. So I don't know. I, I don't like NFTs either, obviously, but I think that was just a, an interesting sort of view from his his perspective. Yeah. I think valid. Everyone should be able to chime in and give their two cents. I don't have to like it, but they're entitled to say what they want to say. I don't. Okay, I don't hold anything against NFTs. I just, I don't hate them. I just could not care less about them at all. They yeah, exist, yeah, and that's as far as much as I need to know. Think, People can enjoy them. I don't care. They go for it. But I do not I think care the about them. Technology behind it has room for growth. NFTs at the moment are ripe with art theft and are kind of lumped in with crypto with that horrific like environmental impact. At the moment, mm-hmm. I just think that they are garbage. And I will right-click on save all of your ugly monkey pictures <laughs> and you can't do shit about it. Hmm. And then you'll, you'll edit a little bit and you'll sell it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you wouldn't call me an ugly monkey, Dan. That, that's my feelings. <laughs> Yeah, he's just going through his his Facebook uh, display pictures. I'm saving all your oh, ugly he's, monkey photos. He's just um, he's got a taste for the bacon now. He wants my tears. <laughs> Need that salt. Give me that salt. That's all that beer's made of is just tears of, of young men's dreams. It's it's That's like a won the gold medal. It's a self fueling beer. Like it's salty when you drink it, so you want to drink something. So you drink more of the beer. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. This beer is making me thirsty. <laughs> so how's work been anyway. for you, Dan? What have you been up to since you've been back since New Year's? Uh, working from home until the end of January at the moment. The office is closed until the close of business on the 29th. But the way things are going up here, I expect it will be longer. Working from home has its pros and cons. Um I appreciate being able to wake up at 8.55 and still make it to work on time. Um, I also get 
is especially in this, this first week back where I've not had a whole lot to do, I get distracted a lot easier at home. But mm. and there are there are things like I could sense like some there'll be something that would just take like a minute or less in the office. Like, hey, can you have a look at this? That are taking an hour just because you send an email off and you don't know when you're going to get a reply, unless it's like time urgent. Like you could end up just sitting around. But eh, it's all right. Is one of the other pros that you can check on your nuclear fission? That would be oh, great. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't had any meltdowns in the last week and a half while I've been WFH, so that's good. That's, that's, a, good. that's good. Um, no giant <laughs> holes in the backyard. Wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. What about you, Tom? Um, I mean, my first week back at work was it was pretty, pretty easy going. Like, we just... Got straight back into it. Not a great deal happening, and we did bit a bit of more bit more fire training, which is good. But um, that's that's training pretty much it, man. Oh or... uh, yeah, both. We we set them and then put them out. No, no, we don't do that. But um, oh, I'm I usually just set them and don't put them out. Yeah, <laughs> just set them and run. I set them and sit in there and say this is fine. <laughs> I set them and then I toast my marshmallows and then I leave. <laughs> yeah, you just said it like, oh, no, I'll put it out. It's like, wait a minute, how do you put out a fire? <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at all these different I put liquids. Kerosene on it, right? Yeah, you're looking you at the different the- liquids. Is it, uh, is, it, is it the water? Is it the, is it the oil? Is it the, the gasoline? Or <laughs> And then Tom walks in with his fire training. And he's like, nah, boys, I got this. It's definitely the gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> you put the wet stuff on the hot stuff. <laughs> they didn't say what wet stuff. Whatever you've got I'm, left. I'm sure they. I'm sure they would have actually. Well, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah. Drew. Yes, Dan. Are you ready to be a father yet? Uh, yeah, I think so. Sort of uh, any any time now. Waiting for it to the burst into action. Get down to the hospital. It's got kind of a burst into action. <laughs> that's right. We're uh, sort of we've got to uh, test two times a week or COVID test two times a week to make sure they let us in the hospital when it all happens. So get God, like, what happens if you can't? Yeah, that's 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 an interesting question. I don't know. We get to the hospital like, did you, have you done your two tests a week? It's like no. It's like well, uh, enjoy. There's a nice space on the lawn in front of the hospital. Uh, enjoy yourself. <laughs> all right, Chantel. Have you I ever... know you're screaming murder, but here, have something up your nose. <laughs> um. Okay. So. You haven't done your tests. I can recommend you a great YouTube tutorial for home birth. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> you will have to go and buy a blow-up pool. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't mind. I don't mind. Just, just make sure you've got proper fencing around because when the baby comes in, like you need to make sure that you're properly ready for that. You know, you can't have children wandering around your yards without a fence up around your pool. Some reason when you said Fencing. I thought of like Olympic fencing, like the sword fighting. <laughs> wow. Like, Make sure when the baby comes, he has a sword You're in his hand right away. Oh, you got to yeah. go. Like, he will take your eyes out. Man, you got to be prepared. I've heard human babies are vicious. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any advice, Tom, for, um, I don't know, when it, when it all goes down, when we run Parent- off to the hospital? Parenthood. Um, I, I mean... 
when Felix, my first child, was born, I tried to be very supportive and be like, you know, it's great, I'll hold your hand. It, it's not how it looks on the movies. They either want you to shut up and be as far away from them as they can be or as you can be or they want you right there. You just, I don't know. Chantel is obviously, she'll tell you what she needs and you listen and um, the moment that she don't, doesn't want you there, then you run away. Right, and you come and do this exactly. <laughs> I'll come. I'll, I'll podcast about it. Hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> just just set up in the delivery room. You'll be right. Yeah. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Drew, can we just quieten that background noise? I'm getting a lot of screaming coming through my. That'd mind. be that would be one hell of a live stream. I tell you what, <laughs> uh, best unboxing ever. <laughs> I'll get yeah. I'll get the camera out for, for that. Just like yeah. oh, that's. The word box there has too many yep. meanings for me. Yep. <laughs> Three. Let's move on from that. <laughs> All right, guys. But, uh, All right, yeah. I'll oh, slide in. <laughs> yeah, let's get some stories. Yep, let's crack some furfies, boys. Who wants to go first? I think I volunteered. Yep, go for it, Dan. You bastard. All right. <laughs> this was a special, special story just for Drew to go first. Okay. For, for me to give to him. Um, man caught eating him himself asks neighbours to pass his meatball. The meatballs, sorry, the meatballs. <laughs> Which is. My... <laughs> uh, was he German and that did is... he get salmonella? <laughs> that is we'll the plot out. of a recent Treehouse of Horror. And an honest to goodness, actual quote from The Simpsons. Yeah, oh, that was the greatest. That is the the best line we've ever heard from Simpsons. One of the new seasons, I think, like, was it uh, 29, season 29, Dan? 27, maybe? Oh, it was just, we're just watching, relaxing at Drew's place, um, watching one of the new seasons, and we honestly started feeling ill when Homer starts eating himself. Yeah, so the episode's about him eating himself. He accidentally cuts off his finger, goes on the barbecue, he eats it, then he finds out he actually he likes eating himself. So he goes over to... Uh, Ned Flanders' place, and he's disgusted by his steaks that Ned's cooking. So he says, oh, can you please pass the my balls, I mean the meatballs? It's like, what the hell? Yep. <laughs> Chantel was in the room, and I think she started feeling a bit queasy. Yeah. Ooh. She was thinking about the my balls. That is hot, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know uh, why I did that. Story number one. So that was the furphy, Dan. Real time. I'm going to lock in my balls. <laughs> Harrod appears as commentator for a Uruguayan football match. Was his Story name Rio? <laughs> it uh, it's not, but it should be. Story number two. Tiny dwarf cow draws huge crowds in Bangladesh despite coronavirus lockdown. And story number three. Five-year-old Bassett Hound elected mayor of Colorado Town. First impressions? I hope I'm the dog aggressively locking two <laughs> without any further information. So I'm pretty sure there is actually another town in the... Uh, it might be in Canada where there is a dog that is the mayor. So that one <laughs> does seem plausible to me because it's happened before. How but I think dog that one's a, a golden retriever from memory. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it runs around the town. 
So we really need They're to... They're the most <laughs> confident public officials that any town has got. Really need to reinvest into the roads. They're just... Uh, they're so rough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's it. I'm closing the podcast. That's it. Yeah, there you go. How do I stop somebody else's recording session? <laughs> Wait, what? You missed Wait, the first is it five recording now? Recorded that. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, right, can we get the uh, details, please? Damn. Current. Viewers of the Chero Lago versus Montevideo City Talk slash in Uruguay's Primera Division would have noticed a new voice calling the action in recent times. That of the Macaw Il Lago. Il Lago, the blue and yellow Macaw, was brought in to do special comments for the huge match to, to bring up more awareness for pet adoption in Uruguay. He was joined in the booth by longtime caller Daniel Ordenez. Ilago was trying to say key phrases like Q Salvador, what a save, Golazo, goal, and Buen Passe, nice pass towards the microphone. For each phrase the parrot squawked, he was rewarded with food from his handler. Ordinez said that Ilago was certainly among the more unique commentators he's had to work with. For all the bird's flaws, he was certainly among the more entertaining colleagues I've had. Among the more professional as well, he quipped. <laughs> the stunt was deemed a success by many animal shelters around Uruguay. Shelters such as the Res Responsible Rescue Uruguay reported an increase of donations from many bemused football fans. While Il Lago's first stint behind the microphone went well, the McCaw will not be returning to the booth anytime soon. He is retired to spend time cracking open seeds and resting on his owner's shoulder while watching his beloved... Chero Lago. Story number two. Thousands of people are defying a nationwide coronavirus lockdown in Bangladesh to see Rani, a 51 centimetre tall cow whose owners claim it is the world's smallest. The 23 month old dwarf cow has become a media star with scores of newspapers and television, sorry, television stations throwing the spotlight on the tiny bovine at a farm near Dhaka. Pictures of Rani on social media platforms have set off a tourist frenzy. Despite a nationwide transport shutdown because of record coronavirus infections and deaths, people are flocking in rickshaws to the farm in Charigram, 30 kilometers southwest of Dhaka. I have never seen anything like this in my life, never, said Arena Bigum, 30, who came from a neighboring town. Rani is 66 centimetres long and weighs only 26 kilograms, but the owners say it is 10 centimetres shorter than the smallest cow in the Guinness Book of World Records. More than 15,000 people have come to see Rani in the past three days alone, said Mr. A. Hassan Halida, manager of the Shikor Agro Farm. Rani is a booty or Bhutanese cow, which is prized for its meat in Bangladesh. The other booties on the farm are twice Rani's size. We did not expect such huge interest. We did not think people would leave their homes because of the worsening virus, but they have come here in droves. Say <laughs> <a> fucking cow. <laughs> <laughs> and story number three. It only took newly elected mayor Kyle, Sch Kyle Schlachter a few days to realise he wasn't the only top dog in politics in Littleton. A few days into his term as mayor, 
the first time the, the voters had directed a, a lair in Littleton, Schlachter learned that he wouldn't be the only one in the city with a title. We weren't electing a human, said Catherine Roxborough of Historic, Historic Littleton Incorporated. The candidates were of the canine sort. Littleton was set to elect its first honorary dog mayor. It was a contest <laughs> to bring attention to historic preservation within the city. We wanted to heighten awareness, Roxborough said. Each dog candidate posed for photos in front of historic sites in Littleton. Voters responded, casting more than 6,000 votes. In the end, the winner was Murdoch, a five-year-old basset hound. He's a lover of people, owner Beverly Pillow said, and he loves to give big slobbery kisses. Oh, don't we all? The 6,000 vote total was nearly half as many votes as the actual mayor election. And then... Schlachter sat down with Denver 7 to discuss his canine counterpart, including if he was ever worried about the other mayor. I feel confident about my arrival, he said. Thankfully, this new dog only has a two-year term. I have a four-year term. Meanwhile, Mayor Murdoch is out in the community every day, shaking hands with every constituent that stops him. That's the only trick he knows, owner Beverly said with a smile. Wonderful. All right. Boys, what do we reckon the Furphy is? I'm going with Chief Bigham and number two. Yeah, I was going to go with number two as well. Not for any particular reason, but I don't know. It's more of a stab. And I'm not going to change it just because Tom picked it. I am a sheep. I'm a wolf. <laughs> I'm going number number three because why not? Ooh, That's always my reasoning. Sheep's clothing though. Yeah, well, I might be. Or should you perhaps have been the parrot? Oh, no. Because number one was the furphy. Oh, hey. <laughs> Nicely done. When you said parrot, I thought you just meant repeat. I'm like, oh. I was, <laughs> I was like, damn, that's way too close to Iago from like Aladdin. Because I was like, ah. That's, that's where I pulled the name from. Mm. <laughs> I don't even remember Spanish what the trip. name was. <laughs> Ilago. Ilago. Oh, you got well, us then. Pick up on that. You picked up on it, and you still didn't pick it, Tom. <laughs> That's because I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the well, world, the article actually has a photo of Ronnie the cow. He looks um quite quite short for a cow. Let me just the article. <laughs> You read like a three-minute article about it being so bloody small. You're like, oh, fuck, it is small. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, this town's really fucking small. That's like two bloody school rulers, mate. (laughs) Oh, he sent us a picture. Wow, that is small, yeah. (laughs) Very small. It's like a a very small. It kind of looks like it fucking the, what's the dinosaur that has the thing on its back there? Stegosaurus? Yeah, that one. It does, doesn't it? Well, I say it looks like a stegosaurus. It looks like what I've been led to believe a stegosaurus looks like. (laughs) Nobody really knows. Looks pretty stocky, too. Dinosaurs weren't even real, Ash. (laughs) Invented by the CIA to discourage time travel. Exactly. So basically, this cow is the little Sebastian of Bangladesh. There you go. What is little Sebastian? (laughs) From Parks and Rec, the tiny horse. Ah, I haven't seen it. Hmm. Oh, I've seen the first season. You've it seen the just, worst season. It was too cringe. 
Yeah, it is um, very cringe. <laughs> basically, people new to Parks and Rec are told to skip the first season because it is basically not the same show. Mm. Oh. They completely retooled it after season one because everyone was like, "This is not good." Yeah, okay. I've only watched I didn't the first hate one, it, but it was. Yeah, me too. I didn't hate it, but yeah. it was just so cringe. It was hard to give watch. It a second I can't watch cringe from... stuff. Yeah, give it a second shot from towards the end of the second season when Adam Scott and Rob Lowe show, show up. Maybe I'll do that. Just Maybe to spite you, Dan. We will, we will watch it just to spite you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start it again, yeah. but just because you said that, I'm gonna start it from the start of season one again. Yeah, and then I'm gonna hate it. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Dan's an idiot. This show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> they said it would get good, but it doesn't. <laughs> oh golly! All right, who wants to go second? I'm happy to jump in. All right, Tom. Why not? Yeah, go for it, mate. Let's, uh, All right. Let's see if you can crack some, my friend. It's, it's... I reckon you guys are going to guess this one in record time, but let's just have a cheeky shot. All right. I don't and then they'll break that pick record with mine. <laughs> all right. Mine are somewhat all vehicle themed this week because you know I love a good theme. Um, story one, police officers fired for ignoring LA robbery in progress to play Pokemon Go. Story number two. COVID-positive woman self-isolates in plain loo for five hours to protect other passengers and posts her ordeal on TikTok. Mm. And story number three, woman travelling on bus spots missing dog, earns $15,000 reward. Congratulations. That's good. I'm going to let you two jump in first. Yeah, no, Dan, I'm pretty sure the one that I know is true is the same one that you know is true because I, I saw you smiling at it. Ones are true. I saw oh. the faces. Ooh, spicy. All right. Uh, two officers from the uh, LAPD were fired for ignoring a robbery in progress to play Pokemon Go. According to recently released court documents, the men, Louis Lozano and Eric Mitchell, lost their appeal against most, multiple counts of misconduct which had in part been based on a recording of them in the car. The digital in-car video system recording captured them willfully abdicating their duty to assist their com- uh, commanding officer's response to a robbery in progress and playing Pokemon mobile phone game while on duty. According to the court documents published on Friday, the incident occurred on a busy Saturday in April 2017 when a call came in about a robbery with multiple suspects in progress at a Macy's department store. <laughs> they just blew it off. They're like, ah, oh, there's a Snorlax just come up. Like, I mean, <laughs> sounds like me as a cop. Just be like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm, uh, I've got to get all these candies and level up my Charmander. Otherwise, God forbid, I can't <laughs> yeah, like, take down this gym. I got to get to level forty somehow, guys. Yeah, that's why I'm not a cop <laughs> anymore. Interesting that this Mate, is coming out from 2017. Snorlax pops up. Mm. I think everything's kind of finally just the the dust has settled, so to speak. Mm. Yeah, they probably only just actually like lost their last appeal. Mm. Yeah, takes a long time just to be um, like, all right, uh, you guys fucked up. You're playing mobile games while at work. Takes a long time uh, to get that yeah. through. <laughs> the whole I system mean, is a joke. It takes five so years. long to do anything. <laughs> mm. All right, the second story. A woman who tested positive for COVID during a transit transatlantic flight self-isolated for five hours when in the plane's toilet 
to protect other passengers. Michigan school teacher Marisha Fatio, I'm going to butcher that. Um, Marisha Fatio was traveling. Ooh. Uh, was traveling from Chicago to Reykjavik, Iceland on the 20th of December when her throat began to hurt. She took a rapid COVID test she was carrying with her and within what felt like two seconds, there were two lines. Uh, Miss Fateo decided to protect the other 150 passengers and crew on the Iceland air flight. She would lock herself away in the toilets for the remainder of the journey. And she captured her experience of confinement in a tiny loo in a TikTok video that has been viewed more than 3 million times. I mean, she's probably got more leg room in the loo than she would in an actual seat, so arguably more comfortable. Just doing it for comfort. Yeah, there's (laughs) there's red flags here for this story just because, God, no one has common sense. You never read anything about common sense on the internet. Surely this can't be real. (laughs) All right, and third and final story. Whilst on her daily commute to work, Anne Beckford noticed a familiar-looking sight out of the window whilst travelling on the M9 towards Bellevue Hospital. At first, I didn't realise where I'd seen the French Bulldog before, but shortly after I had arrived at my stop, it hit me. Miss Beckford had seen the missing poster in the main station cafe uh, where she frequented for her morning coffee. I was happy to... I was happy I was able to reunite Kenny with his family, but I was most shocked when I was told about the reward that was offered for his safe return. Kenny the French Bulldog was named after a New York Giants player and is happily back with his family. Beautiful. That's a nice happy story. And she, you know, I'm not sure I would be rocking up to work after... uh, Returning a dog worth 15k back to their owners, but there you go. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to sell the dog? Like you feel like a shithead for doing that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you just find like a, a like a bar of gold. Like I tell you what, I could sell this pretty easily, but like a fucking dog, you got to feed it in the meantime. Looking for buyers, someone who's got that much money to spend on a dog will probably you know be looking for it pretty uh, uh, vigilantly. So I'd be like, you know, you got to be have have your head down while you're trying to get rid of this dog. It's probably biting you. Doesn't like you. So just get just give it back, Tom. Give it back. Just give it back. So it's what's all they want. Give the people what they want. The dog. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what she did. Yes. Well, I know that one of their stories is true, so it's a 50-50 for me. So I'll let you chime in first. Now, don't Drew. you play that bullshit. I'm pretty sure we all <laughs> we all know uh, which one's which one's real. So you're for, you you spoke first. You 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 put yours in first, mate. Don't, put don't, your iron in the fire. Put your iron in the fire. Don't you bloody try and handball it to me, buddy. I don't want to touch okay. it. You know, I don't he, want to touch that sloppy ball. You just handballed me. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> He's playing test cricket here. He's just blocking all the way. <laughs> yep, that's me. And then I eventually get out on a leg spinner. All right. Well, I'm again going to stab because out of the 50-50, I don't really know. I'm going to guess at number two. Okay. I can Dan should go. Dan knows <laughs> which one is, I think you should go. Oh, Dan knows both stories, he said. Yeah. You? All right. Yep. All right. <laughs> 
Well, I'm a 50-50 as well. So I'm going to go number three because why not? Be different to Ash. <laughs> what we got here, Dan? The Furphy is number three. Wow. Hang on. Man knows his Sky News. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, my furphy was about the uh, the woman travelling on the bus, spotting the dog, because apparently the other two stories are true. Um, I heard about this from my partner who had seen the TikTok and thought it was insane. So I actually looked up where I could find this new story for it and it just happened to be the... Uh, Least trusted news uh, website on the internet. Now, the I, Daily Mail? Fox News? The, the Bugle? <laughs> nah. I also you. actually just thought about that plane one that they wouldn't actually have been allowed to land without a passenger in their seat wearing their seatbelt. But yeah. I Maybe guess they, they just, just did it anyway. In those conditions, <laughs> I guess it's like, you know what, fuck it. You stay in the toilet there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you just get a broken nose from a rough landing. Maybe they had a seatbelt in the pooper. You don't know. <laughs> they just slid one under the door for, for her. It's probably not a silly just idea some, putting a seatbelt in the toilet. Just some gaffer tape. Just tape yourself to the wall. <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> hmm. All right. Who's up next? I, I want Dan to go next. I want everyone to go in front of me. I'm at the Dan end of the went. You want me to go? Again. I want Ash to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the end of this conga line. I don't know who's in front of me. I'm just fucking here for the party, boys. All right. But but also, okay. Ash didn't get to record, so maybe that means you should go first. <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't get to what? It didn't get to record. You didn't forget to record. I'll forget. Oh, forget to record. I only Ooh. heard get. It's like, I didn't get to record what? <laughs> But what did he maybe do? Well, a bit of a, a, a bit of a behind the scenes for the podcast, guys. But you know, none of you guys have to record your audio. I can make all of you bastards record your own audio. So don't you fucking start here, Dan. You get up audacity hey. right now. You start recording your own voice. All right, man. I, I don't, don't worry, Drew. I'll go next. And now mine. Fucking is- damn straight, boys. You're getting me very riled up here. I'm getting a bit grumpy at the bar. I'm gonna <laughs> smash someone with the pool cue at the moment. I um mine I did on the bus on the way back from uh work to to the site camp. Mm. So I did them very quickly. I basically went for the first stories I found and I made one up so fast. It's probably going to be very guessable and you might have seen these stories when you picked yours because they were like right at the top. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All good. Story number 1. Locals furious as council announces plans to cut down a much-loved tree. Oh. And story number two. Three cats have outmaneuvered their two humans to hold a blender hostage for weeks. <laughs> and story number three. King of West African tribe returns to gardening job in Canada. All right. Let's see, right, any let's see more. Thoughts so far? Have you guys? Do you guys know any of them? No, and I, I love them all. Yeah, I actually don't know any lucky, of them. So lucky me. Ash's bus trip. I don't know how I pulled that off was very prosperous. Okay, so story number one: the local residents of Aiken and surrounding suburb in Maine's capital, Augusta, have denounced Mayor Mark O'Brien's announcement that he 
that the council will soon be contracting a local tree lopping business to cut down popular tree qual- colloquially known as Treebeard. The tree gets its name from the Lord of the Rings living tree character as it closely resembles one of the series' Ent characters. What did you call uh, me? <laughs> characters? <laughs> <laughs> uh, story number two. Jessica Gerson Neves and her wife, Nikki, are really looking forward to using their new Vitamix blender to whip up smoothies and soups. There's just one problem. They can't actually unpack it. The cardboard box has become the site of a week-long turf war between the couple and their three cats in a saga that has garnered thousands of invested followers on social media. And story number three. The king of a West African tribe has returned to Canada to resume his job as a gardener in order to raise money to provide health care to his new subjects. Eric Manu became royalty when his 67-old un- uncle, Dat, passed away last year. Right. Yeah, I, I you've done very well with these, Ash. You like you come out saying like, oh, just whatever. You got boys, you got to know it. But I got no idea. Do you guys have you guys read these on your travels? I have not read them on my travels, but I know that I first also... one seemed very, very plausible. So. I also employ the tactic of like keeping the information short and sweet. <laughs> mm. Yeah, don't give us I feel like the more you put in, the more it can give away. Mm. This is true. My first thought is. My first thought was number two, but now I'm thinking number three. I can't put my finger on why exactly that is. I'm going to level with you guys. I think it might be number one because Ash is a Lord of the Rings fan. And I feel like that that is something that he would do. Or it could be the double bluff. I'm going to go with number one. I think it would be number one because I seem to remember... When I told a furphy from South Africa about locals protesting a certain freeway, broke half-finished freeway, that it was told that it was the equivalent of a grandma falling over. So, it reminds <laughs> me of that. Oh, grandma loses walking frame. <laughs> grandma gets walking stick nudged, falls over <laughs> a little. Grandma falls over Protests Cutting down tree beard That was the furphy She actually completely fell over You guys are so stupid What was your uh, second story I mean sorry first story Uh, That was the Council cutting down the tree Mm -hmm. Because when Tom said that your, Your face made a Made an expression role. I was just laughing at Tom pointing out the oh. fact that I like Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, we all do. I'm not. It's not a targeted thing, but I just yeah, no. feel like that. You know, you just you're a little oh, bit God. cutesy when you give you little drop your little hints. <laughs> well, I'll go with number one then. I feel like number two <laughs> is so plausible because people would just not move their cats because it would get them views on social media. And I'm like, yeah, clearly, if they're making soups and smoothies, they're too... Just move your cats. It's a bo- it's, you've got a blender for Christmas, use it. Put on some boots and just stomp up to it, you'll be all right. 
Have you ever tried to move a territorial cat? Yeah, no, I have. I use a, a spray gun with some water in it. <laughs> it's attached to a high-pressure hose, but it's fine. <laughs> it's attached to a bottle of gasoline. <laughs> I always keep a lighter handy. Buy a safety first, guys. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Drew? Um, yeah, I don't really know. I think it's... Uh, I'm keen to just go number one just because of Ash's expression, but I don't know. Might be wrong. Ash might be playing us like a like a fucking fiddle. You know what I'm gonna go? I'm gonna lock in number one as well. <laughs> oh, I've dragged everyone down. I'm uh, so sorry, guys. Has it worked? Well, I don't know how to play the fiddle because number one is the furfy. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Tom has played you for a fool. No, I've played myself for a fool. i got to we, stop um, doing things that I personally find interesting because Tom knows everything that I find interesting. <laughs> so what, what was the name of that story, even though it was uh, a furphy? Uh, it was just Locals Furious Council announces plans to cut down much-loved tree. Okay. Everyone say hi to Tom's partner. Hi, Tom's partner. Hi, again. She gave me a very unapproving look. Like, <laughs> what are you doing, boy? Why are, those, why, why are those three men also in our bedroom? No, honey, this is just a computer. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay. internet, we can transfer information. That's why they Word. call it the internet, the information superhighway. It's wonderful stuff. <laughs> All right, boys. Speaking of transferring information. Oh, oh what, what's that, Dan? After I've already uh, moved this on, what what was that? <laughs> I was just going to segue us to, uh, to your stories. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Dan. I think, I think the furphy is man presses record button. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, oh, actually, guys, I've got to tell you something. <laughs> We're uh, 46 minutes in. I actually uh, ran out of memory on the, on the SD card. <laughs> Oh, I will. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, don't apologize. I'm stupid all the time. Don't be sorry. Just be better. You've only been <laughs> stupid once in your life, and that's allowing Wait, did me that, on this did show. Did that actually happen? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank God for that. Let's get up these stories on my uh, slate. Really fucking hot in here now. I'm just going to... My echo. You were that nervous for your stories, buddy. Buddy, he's getting hot and sweaty. That Tom's picked his picked his story, so now he's getting hot and sweaty. He's got to turn his aircon, wipe off the sweat, and he's back. Hello, Ash. Oh, I am wiping off the sweat. You see my aircon turned on. Everyone yes. loves a little bit of mining chin sweat every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So story number one, guys, California twins born uh, 15 minutes apart and end up having separate birthdays in different years after being born around New Year's Day. Story number two, small girl, no, not small girl, small cow gets ran over as, a, as the tree gets cut down and someone also returns a dog. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 
that sounds like the news story on Hot Rod that's playing in the background when it's like the dog walked itself home, ate a pizza, and took a nap. On to other news now. <laughs> 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 Tom's just dying. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> oh. And story. Is this why you wanted to go last? <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe. Uh, and story number th- uh, three: mafia mafia fugitive arrested after being spotted on Google Street View in Spain. So up. Bit Lock of a- one in now, please. <laughs> <laughs> so story story uh, number one, uh, twins with different birthdays are rare, with some estimates suggesting that uh, suggesting the chance of them being born in different years um, around, are around one in two million. Wow. Story number two, wow. a small cow got <laughs> ran over... <laughs> And the tree from an earthquake actually it fell down onto the cow, and uh, but right next to the cow was also a dog. But the dog got returned to the owner, and the owner was known as Trixie Omerly, who quite enjoyed getting her dog back and not getting attacked by the by the tree. But unfortunately, the cow's owner uh, now will go hungry for the next four months as they're about to butcher it. Um, but now it is just mush. So it's gone to the that, jelly factory instead. Is this a small cow from Bangladesh? Yeah, is, is this the small cow from Bangladesh? And was that dog that was returned to its owner given a $15,000 award for doing it? No. <laughs> and was the tree cut down by the council? <laughs> Name tree beard. <laughs> I'm seeing a pattern here, Drew. <laughs> mm, right. Yeah, I don't see any patterns there, boys. <laughs> And the, the mafia fugitive, it's just, uh, yeah, uh, someone who was spotted on Google Street View and their Facebook uh, account also lined up lined up a scar on his face which are able to identify them in Spain using Google Street View. So pretty unfortunate for him. I don't know why if he's, uh, you know, on the run, probably don't have a Facebook account um, to identify yourself, but it is what it is, boys. All right. Um, do we have any idea what it might be? Well, no, no I, I can what, now see why you wanted to go last because <laughs> that is one one hell of a Frankenstein news article just there. For the sake of <laughs> diversity, I'm going to lock in number all one. Of our news stories. <laughs> all right, number one for Tom. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to go with number three. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go number four. Number four. Yep. Two uh, easy number- <laughs> I'll take option B, please. Well. Okay. Well, Dan, you got it right then if you want B because technically A, B, C. There you go. There it is. Well, yes, uh, you'll be surprised, but that did not happen. I just... Uh, <laughs> I know you haven't figured it out yet, but uh, I just took um, headlines from your stories, put them together. Where, um, you know, it is what it is. I thought it would when you make you laugh a little what... bit at the end. Yeah, it made me laugh it worked. a lot. When you asked what my story was and I saw you like... Writing it down. I thought it was going to be so that you had it for like the title of the podcast or something. That is what I usually do, to be fair. That is, I usually do write them down just so I can look at it after and be like, all right, what am I going to pull from to put in the show notes and stuff? But 
today. Um, didn't even do that. So I just love how ad libbed it was. It was just <laughs> look. I'm. Uh, I like you guys. I'm actually. Different. I'm actually a mate here, guys. I'm not trying to trick you. I'm just here for a bit of a laugh. All right. So yeah, you can't well, I'm teach not, that. I want to fool. <laughs> you can't teach that. <laughs> now, you don't learn that in school time. You don't. You, you know. You got to learn respect just from, just from the heart. That's right. And unfortunately, we don't have it. No. No. Sorry, boys. <laughs> All right, so that brings us to the end of the show, guys. Um, it's, it's good podcasting with you again. It's, it feels weird sitting here and talking to a microphone again. Got to get used to it a little bit. But, yeah. Uh, how, how do you guys feel after you know a month or so not podcasting, getting back on the microphone? Ash is uh, in his uh, third ISO, doing his uh, doing podcasting. Dan's in his uh, nuclear fissions buddy laboratory. <laughs> And Tom's in his um, um, so that bedroom. There is something that's yeah. gone wrong with the vision, so it's leaking through yeah, the roof. It's leaking through the top of the door. <laughs> your your <laughs> nuclear is leaking. <laughs> that's usually what people say to South Korea, but that's fine. Or North South Korea. Korea. <laughs> North Korea. If if it's leaked no, that far, then that's an issue. They're yeah. only leaking K-pop. <laughs> All right, All right. Gentlemen. I would say something bad about BTS, but I don't want to get attacked by a horde of angry Twitter followers. So <laughs> I'm a big fan right. now after they've uh, done that collab with uh, with Coldplay. So don't you buddy say anything bad, man? <laughs> yes. 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 BTS. Do you think they're, you think they're good at StarCraft? Oh, it would have to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh dear. I think that, like, because I don't know if it still is, but I know at one point StarCraft was South Korea's national sport. Do you think that, like, how kids here grow up playing, like, AFL or football, soccer, whatever you want to call it, like, tennis and stuff, there they just grow up playing StarCraft? And... They might. Like, is that, what, is that what goes on there? That's an interesting thought. I've never thought about that until this very moment. It's definitely a lot like, more likely there. Like, do they have teams there. and coaches and stuff? And they have, like, little leagues, like Ozkick, but for StarCraft? <laughs> these are the these are questions I need answers to. I will do research and I'll get back to you guys on this next <laughs> recording. Please do. Next Please week, do. Ash is going to be recording from South Korea. <laughs> or I'll be redacted. <laughs> no, that's North Korea. Don't worry, I'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully you'll be all right, Ash. You'll just ha- you'll just have to go to work and go down a big long hole and uh, stay there for a bit. I don't know. And dig up some <laughs> dig up some minerals. Mm. I did a service on a long hole yesterday because that's actually a type of drill. Funnily enough. Yeah, you did. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that in in hindsight, I did a service on a long hole. Sounds. <laughs> innuendo as hell okay that's enough from me there's the wet mess <laughs> at the end of the bed <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a pre-podcast joke you're not allowed to do that <laughs> so breaking the fourth wall this year guys I don't know I don't think we're going to get the uh, the rep sponsorship but uh, every now and again the, the rep is actually quite funny every now and again he takes off the 
the uh, the furfy um, stubby lids passes them my way. They got a bit of a pub trivia on them, which is uh, this one's a, this one's a doozy, guys. So the one the one on this lid says, "I went to a busy pub dressed as a tennis ball. I got served straight away." I like that. That's I like that. I'm gonna head out. <laughs> it's the dads that appreciate that. We appreciate it. <laughs> I like it. Very, very topical at the moment as well. It is. Yeah, Novak's for Novak's. <laughs> Novak got served. He did. Ooh. Novak got served back I also, to Serbia. That's like another thing that I just like. I like tennis. It's fine. But I just really don't care about the Novak Djokovic story. Mm-hmm. I just like the memes that come out of it. Yeah, the memes have been. It's been a gold mine for memes and they've been very funny. But I, apart from that, I don't care about it. Yes, he's a bit of a silly bugger, but uh, we'll talk about that next week. Maybe. Hopefully not. (laughs) All right, boys. Next week, there's going to be a dedicated StarCraft and Australian Open podcast, and I will see you then. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds fun. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Bracken Furfies is lovingly crafted and recorded in the southeast of South Australia. The show is produced and hosted by me, Drew Agnew, and my co-hosts are Ash Wallace, Daniel Treadray, and Thomas McRobert. If you enjoy my work here as well as on my other podcasts, The House of Mario, Encore at The House of Mario, and A Drew Story, help spread the word by sharing us with a mate or leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you would like to show further support and help me achieve my goal of freeing up one working day a week to spend more time refining and creating podcasts, please consider checking out patreon.com slash idruby where for only $1 you get access to my secret recordings where I share everything behind the scenes. A big thank you to the legend DJ for supporting the content at the podcast producer level on Patreon. From the bottom of my heart, thank you.